0: Hello and welcome to the finale, to episode 225 of the Enough podcast. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Mr. Patrick Roan. Hello, sir. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you, sir?
0: I'm very well. I should point out that, you know, if you hear any explosions, um, it is uh, Guy Fawkes night. It is firework, fireworks night oh, in the UK. Oh, yes. So there yeah. is absolutely nothing I can do about the explosions that are occurring outside. So I apologize for maybe any pops and you can maybe hear right now.
1: Can 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 you, you as a British citizen, explain the importance for our American listeners, okay. or our listeners all over the globe, except for in Great Britain, the importance of Guy Fawkes' uh, night, and that it's more than about uh, those silly masks that Anonymous likes to wear?
0: Guy Fawkes was um, a member of a group um, which hatched the gunpowder plot. Now, this was in... 1605 um when the the pl- it was a team of people called the gunpowder plot uh, okay. they were going to that they had a plan to blow up the house of lords which is part of the parliament mm-hmm. um and this would have killed the king hmm. now he was arrested
1: they they were, were going to blow it up when the king was visiting the house of lords in parliament
0: yep king james yep. i um, it would have yes. killed him um so then you know the, the basically to to like to um commemorate the fact that this happened and like to celebrate even on the first day but then to commemorate it later people lit bonfires around London um and then as time went on they they would uh, burn an effigy of Guy Fawkes which which um then spurred, like sort of spurred the term penny for the guy Mm-hmm. which is a thing. So, like, people would, would make an effigy of Guy Fawkes and they would burn him on a bonfire. And then later on, I mean, in, in more modern times, we still do have bonfires and we still do, do, you know, we still do penny penny for the guy, but it's mainly uh, this is our fireworks day. Um, yeah. As in, you know, in America you have yours on the 4th of July. Um, we mm-hmm. have ours on the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, remember, remember the 5th of November. That is what mm-hmm. your thoughts are good. And, uh, yeah, so there will be, like, sort of in the days leading up to and the days shortly after, there will be lots of fireworks as people, you know, have their own personal celebrations or they, uh, they, you know, go to, like, shows that are put on by, like, the local council or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but today um, is the day when you will get the highest concentration and uh, that's happening right now.
1: So, just so... Just so that the listeners in the rest of the world can understand the gravitas of British irony, you're celebrating the fact that a guy didn't blow up Parliament with gunpowder by blowing up things with gunpowder.
0: Yes. Well, we don't really yes. blow up things. We, <laughs> well, we just, no, we you, just you, you know,
1: you you blow up gunpowder. You know, things packed with gunpowder. Yeah, like, little rockets. That's what fireworks are.
0: Yeah, rockets that fly into the sky. And also, yes. you know, we, we, we burn uh, commemorative <laughs> humans, I guess. <laughs> yes. Maybe the best way to put it.
1: Yes, which is exactly what Guy was hoping would be done to the king. So instead so. you're doing it to Guy. Yep. Yeah, okay. Just just want to make sure that we're all clear there. Not to say that there aren't plenty of other um, ironies um, in our American uh, historical celebrations, uh, there are plenty. Um, you know, not the least of which is you know celebrating the independence of this country when uh, the uh, large section of its citizens uh, couldn't even vote, yes, uh, and were not in fact free. I might add, and were not even necessarily considered citizens, but property. But I digress. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about such things today because that's just going to get people down. Uh, and so we've had just, I mean, were you overwhelmed? I was overwhelmed by the response. Were you overwhelmed by the response?
0: Um, it was exactly what I expected just okay. because I've done other things like this. Yeah. Um, Lots of of, of really, really, really nice comments from people. Which yeah. is always fantastic. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I I knew that people listened to the show. I knew that people loved the show, so yeah. I was kind of expecting there to be a, an outpour of uh, emotions.
1: Yeah. Well, I I guess
0: <clears throat>
1: part of it is I never really I don't I try not to have expectations.
0: Yeah, I guess yeah.
1: That's cool. I I I find that. Um, Oftentimes expectations remove uh, the element of surprise um, for me and always uh, leave the potential for them not to be met. And so I try my best to dissuade them, to put them off, to put them back. Not to say that, you know, deep down inside, you know, it's like I have some idea in my mind, but I, I try not to have any idea. And I was genuinely warmed. I'm so happy people have listened. So happy people will miss uh the show Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess i'm not happy that they'll miss it but you know i i'm i'm happy that
0: no in the fact that people care about it so much that it leaves a a part yeah they get they're they're left without they're left missing something which is it's in its own way morbidly nice
1: I guess. Oh, you know, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say morbidly nice. It's just nice. It's nice to know that you were loved and cared for and missed. I mean, when we all pass from this earth, that's kind of what we what we want most,
0: right? We I want like most how you, you said there. not morbidly and then, and then made it morbid. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it made, it made a connection to death.
1: <laughs> I have a habit of doing that on this show. Have you noticed I kind of, all, all roads uh, tend to leap back to death?
0: Um I hadn't I hadn't particularly noticed that. Maybe somebody should do a supercut.
1: Maybe, maybe. I've talked about it a lot, I feel like through the through the episodes. I I think there's a reason for that. I mean, it's the you know, uh, as I've said before, it's the one thing that w- that unites us all. It's also uh uh one of the uh um deepest human fears that drives so much of our faith, our fears, our, um, our joys, our pains, I mean, it's, it's one of these things that I think, you know, as part of our genetic makeup, um, you know, if we didn't have a fear of, of, of death um, to a certain level, well, half the animals on this planet would have eaten us off. <laughs> would have, you know, killed us off long ago, right? You know, we, you know, that that you know, fight or flight is inherent within our beings, and that fight or flight is driven by a fear of death, right? Um, you know, and and so, you know, genetically, it makes perfect sense. Um, uh, and and also, um, you know as you e. would say, evolutionary. Um but um on the other hand, it's it's something that we you know that I think uh we need to temper with um with the reality of it, the presentness of it. Um and uh you know, so it's something I tend to I tend to think about. But, you know, I actually came on today to talk about positivity, of all things. (laughs) Sounds about right. Well, so, um, you know, uh, I I think, you know, there there are people in this world who are inherently positive thinkers, right? Given any scenario, any 50-50 chance, they're going to believe that the better one will happen. And then there are people who are kind of inherently pessimistic or negative thinkers, right? Those when given that same fifty fifty chance will look at it negatively. It's the you know half you know glass half full glass half empty sort of view of the world um and I don't necessarily think that one is necessarily better than the other, only simply because um both have a tendency to to weigh one away from looking at the reality of a given moment and takes at least some of their energy away that they could be putting into ma- actionable change right so it's not really about the positivity or negativity it's not necessarily about you know the way someone looks at either one of those things is thinking that puts energy into someplace else other than what can I do to affect change on this good change bad change whatever what can I do to affect any sort of change on this moment right It it comes back to my, you know, my don't worry, do mantra, Mm -hmm. you know, don't worry, do, if nothing can be done, don't worry, you know, it's that loop, right, that, you know, that Mm -hmm. leads me into a thinking about what can I do to change this moment, what energy, what action can I take to make this different, to make it better um, to keep it the same, to keep it from going bad, <laughs> that sort of thing. To allow it to go bad, should it need to? Because sometimes you just need to let things go bad. Sometimes that's the right thing for them, as crazy as that sounds. Um, it, it's, uh, you know, um, because some sometimes you need to break things down before you can rebuild them again. um uh, and your energy is better spent doing so um you know it, it's about the change it's about the action it's not about the positive or the negative and and the more that you take your time and your energy and your attention you put it into that and take it away from the negative thinking or the, even the positive thinking the more you can you can see things as they are And deal with them as they come. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does.
1: Um, And and so, you know, I, I think... I think far too often we are used to... used to having a sense and feeling out of control... In, in a lot of situations and I, I think <clears throat> I think the only way that you can determine that for sure is to actually see what it is you can do and if there is nothing that you can do then what's the point of putting energy there um so I think about that when I think about positivity and negativity and, and uh, you know, who someone is or inherently is not and, and don't think that people who are inherently quote unquote negative are necessarily bad as long as they're they are doing what they can to take that negative energy and turn it into energy, use it as energy, right, because energy is energy, it's just a matter of where it's applied. How it's applied. Hmm. Yeah. You know, um, what said, are you? What are you? Are know, you?
0: Were you positive or negative? Me? I think, yeah.
1: I think I, I lean towards the positive. Um, but I think a big part of me does that in an effort to uh, help counter those around me who I love who tend to sway the other way. And it's not, you know, Bethany, for instance, if, you know, uh, my wife, she will generally lean towards the glass half empty sort of thing um and so i think to a certain extent i even try more so to 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 sway a bit more in the other direction but to also um in an effort to help her see that it doesn't matter which way we sway here's the facts right here's what we have to deal with what can we do about it? Can we do anything about it? Yes, no. Yes, let's do something. No. Then we need to move on. And it doesn't matter how, whether we're positive or negative or whatever at that point, right? Hmm. Because at that point, there's, it, it doesn't matter. There's this wasted energy. It, it, it's not going to affect change. And I think more often than not she especially is someone who if you can um, if you can if you can couch something in the idea of this will give me more time or this will give me more energy, that's something that sells very well to her <laughs> because she has very finite supplies of uh, both, not not because she, you know, just because she is so, most of the time, you know, has a lot requiring her attention. You know, I, I don't know how much we've gotten into this, but you know, my wife is for for what she does. Number one, there's no one really in town who does what she does. And I don't know that there's very many people across the country that does what she does. I mean, she basically has, you know, I don't know, uh, invented a career for herself. Um, But because of that, uh, she's in extremely high demand. She is unbelievably busy and she is the, you know, sort of person for whom, you know, whenever she, you know, she needs to let go of a client, or needs to, you know, transition herself out of a out of a job or a role or something like that. Uh, at one of the organizations and one of the clients she works with, th- they start crawling out of the woodwork, saying, "Hey, me, me, and pick me next. I need to be me, me, me." Yeah, I mean, so, and it's, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy how in high demand she is, and you know, consequently, she. You know, she works very, very hard um, because she is the sort of person who, well, she she actually loves being busy. She would never tell you that, but she loves it. Huh. Um, and uh, one of the reasons why she she works very, very hard, um, and also, you know, makes three or four times the money that I do. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it's uh, yeah. Um, Yeah, so if I can, if I can, you know, say to her, "Hey, we don't have time to worry about this, or we don't have, you know, there's nothing we can do to make a difference here." You know, she will move on. She won't necessarily like that she has to, but she at least will admit it and move on. Um, and it helps too. She also is the sort of person that has a tendency to turn. She's very impact driven. So if she can take a simple task and turn it into a project because it will make more impact. Like she's the sort of person who would rather like you know, well, if I have to walk out the door to get one thing done, I might as well figure out four other things I can get done in that same trip, right?
0: Yeah. Maximizing like
1: that. She's mm-hmm.
0: getting the getting the biggest bang for her buck, as it were.
1: Her, yeah, exactly. She's always on the lookout for getting the biggest bang for her buck. And sometimes sometimes that's great. A lot of times that's that's really great. And other times it's like like okay, you're just you're creating work for yourself that you don't need to do.
0: Okay, so let me ask you this then, um, like for you personally. If if an opportunity comes your way, it's a really good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you take it at face value or are you like, um, do you, uh, do you doubt, do you doubt it?
1: Hmm. I mean, it. it well, obviously it depends on the opportunity, but if it's an opportunity that appears like a good opportunity on the face of it, of course I take it.
0: I mean, how, what, maybe te- asking if you take it is the wrong the wrong thing let's say that i don't know somebody comes to you and they're like uh we want to do this and they seem really positive about it with you and you were really positive about it do you what do you think is the likelihood that you're going to get it do you doubt that it's going to come through do you think that it's, it's all going to crash down in flames around you or are you like you're like right so they said this and they seem positive so sure it's going to go ahead or are, are you a doubter Mm.
1: Well, uh, wow, this goes back to the very first thing I said, which is I do my best not to have any expectations one way or the other.
0: Sure, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Right? Because regardless, how am I to know? Uh, I, I can't tell the future, and the past doesn't matter. All I know is it's right here and it's right now, and I try not to do either of the other things. Right, I try, I try not to think about you know, oh well, in the past I did something like this and it didn't work, or in the you know that oh this could happen, that could happen in the future, because the fact is is that anything could happen in the future.
0: And have you always felt this way, or is it things conspired in your life that have changed? To make you maybe a more positive person?
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's a really hard question. And I would have to, you know, really kind of sit down and examine things. Yeah. I'd probably need another week just to think about that.
0: Well, that's too You haven't got any time.
1: I don't have that, right? Because we're not <laughs> going to do this next week, are we? We're not. Uh, you know, here's the thing I think most of the things in my life are driven by a very basic buddhism-based philosophy okay um but i would be wrong to say that there were not events in my life that fueled my approach or my at least my thinking around things like death for instance right You know, the reason I'm able to approach death mindfully is because it's something that I've had to face a fair bit in my life amongst people I knew or, you know, that sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and and that I've I've had to come to a mindful approach about that um, as a way you know, in some ways to cope with and to understand loss, right? To understand it in, in my life, right? And in a lot of ways to keep myself sane, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and I was trying to explain this to uh, someone just the other night at dinner, right? This idea that, you know, I can only deal with, With the right here, the right now, and the truth. Because it is the only way that I stay stable and sane and medication-free. It is the only way that I am able to operate with a brain that doesn't function the way that it necessarily should, like the rest of people. I have to be, I have to work very hard to maintain a constant approach, which helps me to keep that in check. Because the moment that I step on those landmines of negativity, as it were, the moment I start thinking that this thing bad or good will happen, I set myself up for the sort of anxiety and depression like you know for me it's it's a slippery slope thing if that makes sense yep i know that the moment that i start you know this good opportunity comes and i start to question it negatively that will work its way into a negative loop which will become a snowball and suddenly encompass all sorts of other things that have nothing to do with it. And now everything is bad. Right.
0: Yeah.
1: If I approach it from a positive perspective, right. You know, if I either set myself up for raising that bar too high and thinking, you know, you know, for not being prepared for it and having it be too much or for um, you know, it not being met. That expectation not being met and then the disappointment and depression and questioning about whether it was my fault and what I could have done to change it all this other stuff starts to set in right mm-hmm. I can't go down either of those paths um, but here's the thing right it's not just that you know certainly it is the fear of going down those paths that Help me to maintain and lead me to where i have led me to where i am but but i really do believe that these things are you know the truth right that this is you know that it's not just about you know oh, I can't think that way because it's uh, that, no, this is the fact. The fact is is that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even necessarily know the next sentence that's going to come out of my mouth until it does, right? Yeah. Until my mind conjures it and then it comes out. Like I can't even think that far in the future.
0: Mm.
1: What makes me think that I got all the rest of this stuff figured out? And sure, we can make reasonable guesses and assumptions based upon our past experience, based upon the, the, the matters and situations at hand and stuff like that, certainly, right? We, we, we know that if a ball is thrown up, that based on past experiences and things like that, they're just going to come down somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can make some assumptions, but a million things could happen to keep that ball from coming down. That we can't know. Everything is a guess. Everything is an assumption. Except for right here, right now. Except so for this moment. And now this moment. And now this one. Right? <laughs> and, and that, uh, you know, everything else? Everything else is impermanent. And for me, that's a truth. And I would argue that's a truth for everybody, whether or not they choose to see it.
0: The, like, oh, go on.
1: No, I was going to say the struggle is actually living that way. Yeah. And I can't necessarily say that it's easy. I can say that perhaps I'm a bit more motivated to do so. Because I, because I, 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 I know the consequences for me, and you know, uh, other people don't necessarily have to face those consequences.
0: We all have our own, though.
1: We do, and and I think that. Um, Oftentimes those people who are inherently, you know, glass half full sort of people or glass half empty sort of people, um, are likely that way for their own multitude of reasons past experiences you know uh, who they are how how they feel about disappointment right you know some people deal with disappointment less well than others do right and this and that's okay and there's nothing wrong with that right it's it's who people are but these things fuel their you know if you set yourself up for disappointment then you are almost always either A, vindicated, or B, happy.
0: Yeah, but the vindication still comes with the same feeling to disappointment, even if you expected it or not. Oh, yeah,
1: sure, sure. But then again, the same thing goes for the positive people, right? They're either vindicated or they're disappointed.
0: But they then don't have that feeling of dread and pessimism as they're leading up. Oh
1: well, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, I think disappointment's disappointment.
0: No, but like the leading up to the, you know, to finding out one way or another, the the optimistic person is either you know is either excited or they don't worry about it, but the pessimistic person does worry about it. Hmm. Can you tell what I am? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, perhaps. (laughs) Am I I slightly giving it away?
1: Yeah. Well, of course you are, but that's okay, right? I mean, because I guess the main message that I want to put across here is no matter which one you are, take knowledge in that and take comfort in the idea that despite who you are, you can direct that energy towards action you can affect outcome that and i recently wrote about this on my on my newsletter every single thing we do changes the world The stranger you pass by on the street, you have now changed that stranger. Because even though they may not have even noticed you, you were part of their environment. You are now a part of their reality and a a part of their past. You're a part of their experience. You have changed their experience. Sitting stationary in a room, not moving an inch. You leave your dead skin cells all over the place. And you have changed that room. You are now part of that room. Right? That everything we do affects everything else. It changes the world. Right? And so the question is, how active or passive you want to be as part of that change. Because the change is gonna happen regardless. The difference is the amount of energy and action you put into it. If you really wanna change that stranger's world, go up and introduce yourself. But you've changed it. The difference between you changing it by just walking past and you changing it by saying hi as you do is all dependent upon the amount of action that you decided to take. Negative or positive, good or bad, doesn't matter. It's all about energy and action. So it doesn't matter who you are. Positive, negative, doesn't matter.
0: Let's take a quick break. All right. Thank the lovely sponsors of, of this show. For the last,
1: for the last,
0: maybe a hundred and something, I think. You know, yeah, good, a good, good chunk, uh long time, long time supporter of enough. That is Squarespace.com. We love Squarespace. They are the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code tallyho 11 mm. Squarespace is always doing amazing work to improve their platform with new features, designs, and even greater support. They have beautiful designs that you can start with, and they are fantastic style options that you can tweak to create a unique website for your business. They have really beautiful themes. I have a Squarespace site running at mikehurley.net and I posted there today to talk about my friend Matt Alexander's new startup. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, uh need
0: need yes, needlifestyle.com you should go there. But um I wanted to write a little post and uh did it did it very easily. I just I had some some text that I copied and pasted in. And I had an the whole reason I wrote the post is because I have an image, a photo that I took of Matt um when he was Basically, he came to see me in London and we spent the day, uh, he he told me, I've had this idea, and then we spent the rest of the day talking about what later became need. Interesting. um, I took a photo of him because I knew that it was going to be a big thing. And that was on uh, December 15th, 2012. Oh, wow. Uh, (laughs) Today is November 5th and he's launched, so... But anyway, so I wanted to I wanted to put this in. And the, the picture, I, I was able to drag and drop the picture from my desktop into the post window. Then I was able to just drag it around so it could fit where I wanted it to. And I mean, that was something, and to have the text wrap around it. And that was something that even a few years ago was just so difficult to do, to drag and drop an image anywhere within some text and have the text wrap around it. But it was super easy. And it's what I really love about Squarespace. But if you're using them and you need any help, they have a 24-hour, 7-day-a-week support team. They have over 70 dedicated employees for support. And they can help you out with any issues they have. Believe it or not, Squarespace starts at just $8 a month and includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. And you can start a free trial right now with no credit card needed. You can start building your own website. So when you decide to sign up after you've uh, checked out the free trial, Make sure that you use the offer code Tallyho11. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase, and it will be showing your support for the last episode of this show. Uh, But yeah, all the other shows that I'm on, if you enjoy listening to my stuff, you should use that code, because that that helps me be able to continue. So thanks so much to Squarespace for their support of me. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and thanks so much to them for giving you everything that you need to create an exceptional website.
1: Right. And you know, just for long-time sponsorship of the uh, of the Enough podcast uh of uh, 70 decibels when 70 decibels was 70 decibels and of their ongoing support of 5x5. Um I mean, you know they they pretty much you know are single handedly supporting um yeah at least a good quarter of the podcasting world, <laughs> yeah. and uh you know there's a lot to be said for that um all and i mean if you yeah you know, uh yeah the 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 way that i've I've put it to people who are like, you know wow, you know. Squarespace seems to be like every single podcast I listen to or what have you, it's like, well, you know, at least somebody's stepping up
0: you to sponsor support it. this
1: work. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. You, I mean, because, I mean, this takes a tremendous amount of time. Audio takes a tremendous amount of bandwidth. I mean, this stuff costs money folks. You know, I hate to say that. You know, I mean, it, it does. Uh, and uh, you know, quite frankly, half the shows you listen to would not be around if not for them.
0: Mm-hmm. For it all of it our really fine is that sponsors. simple. You know, all of our fine sponsors help. But Squarespace yeah. have been a very long, long time.
1: Long time. They were sponsoring podcasts before a lot of other folks were. Um, and so, yeah, definitely... You know, give them your business if for no other reason than to, you know, help support these things that you listen to and love.
0: So um, we spent a bit of time at la- the end of last week's episode, kind of doing what we probably should have done here. Eh. Well, you know, we spoke about spoke about the show itself a little bit and uh, mm-hmm. our kind of feelings towards the fact that it is is going away, it's being put out to pasture. <laughs> so I don't know if you
1: being dragged out behind the barn. Uh huh. I don't
0: know if you have anything that you wanna you wanna say at all. I mean, other I have than, a I have a little thing. Yeah, I mean, other than be kind to each other, people. <laughs> what is that from? What is that from? That's from something.
1: Uh, it is from something. I don't exactly remember. Um, here's one. Enjoy every sandwich.
0: Okay, I don't know what that is either.
1: Uh, That's uh, uh, Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon of uh, Werewolves of London uh, fame. Uh, That was his biggest hit. Uh, Also, uh, David Letterman was a big fan of Warren Zevon. Had him on the show many times. Warren Zevon got uh, inoperable brain cancer. uh, Was given a few months to live. Uh, Dave, uh, you know, being... A good friend and a big fan asked him to come on, come on a show one final time, and and they uh, it largely avoided the subject of talking too much about the fact that he was probably going to be dead in a couple of months. But um, you know, David said, "Well, is there any like big lesson you've learned through this experience that you feel like you need to impart to the world? I mean, you know, people who are kind of given this." Opportunity of knowing when their time has come, usually, you know, does some, you know, some sort of deep thinking, and you know, wants to say some final thing or what have you. And here you go, there's, you know, ten million people watching. You know, what is it? Whereas Yvonne just kind of shrugged his shoulders and said, "Yeah, enjoy every sandwich, I guess." <laughs> and I mean, it was the perfect answer, right? Because it's true. You never know when you're going to have your last one. So enjoy the one you have now. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, always, I've always appreciated that, uh, that story um, and was lucky enough to see it live when it happened. So, um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, strongly resonates with me. Um, so, uh, so yeah, um, I don't know. Just thanks to people for listening. It, 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 as anyone who listens to this and follows me knows that I'm tremendously thankful and appreciative of time and attention. And anyone who would give us 30 or 40 minutes a week for even one episode is humbling to me and those who have done it over 225 well first of all you you've got better things to do i'm sure but second of all thank you uh, it's really really humbling and um i i don't know what to tell you other than other than that other than it meant so, so much to me and uh and i i hope that that it was time well spent
0: so i started podcasting in april 2010 uh, that was the first <clears throat> podcast of any kind that I did, and on the sixteenth episode of my show called the bro show, this is a, sh- a story that most people know. They've listened to the show I have Patrick Rowan as a guest, and we had Pat on a few a few times yeah and uh, he really really helped me with with a start, and he put my my name and and my product as it were in front of many cool people like he, he got he introduced me to people like dave Kahlo um and stephen hackett matt Alexander yeah. and sean blanc and you know many folks and friends and brett kelly people that i you know started shows with um and uh have ended shows with and some of them but <laughs> yeah many people yeah. that have had guests have been guests like long-time guests and you know across all of the shows i've done and then, as time gone on and went on, and me and Pat became closer friends, I bugged and bugged and bugged him to do a show <laughs> with me. Uh, many calls, many emails to try and convince him. And uh, it wasn't that many, was it? It was. It was know. over a long, a long period of time. And uh, Pat wanted to do a, a twice weekly, fifteen minute show. It wasn't necessarily what I thought would be best, but you know, I thought I would compromise and give <laughs> him that.
1: <laughs> Since I wasn't agreeing to much else, huh? <laughs> and
0: uh, we launched we launched enough, and uh, it went to number two in the US iTunes store chart. The only reason it didn't go to number one is we launched on the same day that Back to Work launched. <laughs> so we were never going to be uh, Merlin. So that gives you a kind of scale as to how long the show's been going, if you haven't been listening for very long. Because two hundred, it's not been going for two hundred and twenty-five weeks. We, we we recorded the the show twice weekly for a long time, and then then changed over to once weekly. But we launched the same week that back to the back to work launched, and uh, over that period of time, uh, the show has has gone on. It's it's, you know, it's gone along leaps and bounds, and it, it it was a real good start for me, um, and it allowed me to build a new type of show um like the one on one type show and it helped inform uh, enough helped inform a lot of the decisions for how I created podcasts later on and, mm. and my style has changed since you know I, the the one on one is is not necessarily what what I do in that style anymore you know you pick somebody who knows a lot about something and mm-hmm. then you play the fool to their uh, their knowledge and you see, I have yeah. a bunch of shows like that. You know, the Pen Addicts is a great one. But now, you know, I know a lot, and Brad knows a lot. Yeah. Um, and I learned no, and a lot. Been, of, you know. It's
1: been interesting to see that journey too, yeah. right? It's yeah. been interesting to see you go from, you know, this guy talking to some expert in the subject matter to you kind of growing more and more and more and more in knowledge, because you were interested in it too.
0: And then I became the interviewer. Um,
1: oh my gosh, he's so good at that.
0: The, like the newsman, and uh, and you know I still I still play uh, like the, the host. I became the host of this show, um, as it were. You know, like I introduced every I introduced every episode, and I did the sponsors, and I did the sign off, and I guide the show through the episode, which I didn't really do at the start because I was just terrified. Most of the <laughs> most of the. <laughs> most, <laughs> Most of the yeah the the early episodes, I didn't really say much at at all. Um, I didn't really know. I, I still didn't really know what I was doing. But you know, that came to me in time. All of this to say is that recording the Enough podcast with my close friend Patrick Grant every week has been a, a real journey for me, and I've learned a lot. Um, and and it helped. It's really helped me on my my. Uh, Path through this thing up to 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 the point where I am now in my in my podcasting career, my part-time hobby career that I that I love so much. And maybe without it, uh, I either wouldn't be here right now, or maybe I would have taken a totally different path, and maybe I would have been acquired by Twit instead. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but here we are, and uh, I want to thank you, Patrick Roan, for sticking with this for so long. Uh, it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure to have you in my ears every week, and uh, I'm sure that it has been an absolute pleasure for people to listen to us um, over the time that they have. And I'm sorry this is so like self. Facing, okay. is that the right? You know, I think that's what this should be. I, I wouldn't want to do it any other way.
1: It's our last episode, people don't ever have to listen to this again.
0: Exactly, <laughs> this is the last time we'll put you through this.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: And uh, yeah, I honestly want to thank every single person that's listened, whether they're listening now or they stopped listening six months ago, or if they are listening in the future after the show has gone away. Remind me to bring that up again in a second. Mm. Um, and I just want to thank you for for being here and for finding me in other places finding Pat in other places and helping us continue to do the work that we love and for the people that write in the people that write in every week the people that write in once a month or have written in once thank you the people Mm -hmm. that suggested topics back in the day when that was something that we took a lot lot of which we did yeah yeah,
1: tons. Yeah, um, thank you.
0: Thank you. We never. We, I'm sorry that for the people whose topics we never got to because we didn't. Uh, no. But base camp kind of went away for us, so we <laughs> kind of lost that list. Yeah, and, but uh, still,
1: I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, that was huge for a while. Was being able to go through that topic list and say, "Hey, what can we talk about?" The people have asked us for.
0: Yep, that, um, that Added a lot of content. And-
1: how berries
0: your air and the coffee episodes and the <laughs> one hundred episode extravaganza mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. were those last uh two ones that I mentioned were absolute nightmares to put together but were a lot <laughs> of fun. Um It's been it's just been fantastic and, and I'm yeah. I'm happy we did this. And I'm happy that we're 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 putting it to bed now whilst we both still have a fondness for it and mm-hmm. you know and there mm-hmm. are still some people listening yeah i i am a firm yeah. believer of and we spoke about this a little while ago actually um killing things that you love when they're ready to go away and, mm-hmm. and enough yeah. enough is is maybe ready for that
1: thank yeah. you all oh, right i i, I uh I did an interview on a uh, uh, posted it today um, uh, about uh, you know various things. you can go there and see like you know where I write and you know my my desktop and other questions, my take on minimalism, all that stuff. But um one of the things that was asked about was enough, and you know and and why. Um, and that's exactly it, right? Is that. Yeah. it's time it's it's time we've uh, we've said if you go back through 225 episodes you're going to find likely that thing that you wanted us to talk about having been talked about it may not be exactly the way that you wanted it talked about but it's there we talked about it mm-hmm. I said what what I felt needed to be said about it right yep. um, and at a certain point you have to say hey I think I've Covered just about everything I think I can cover, and to do anything else would be, you know, would be just repeating things. So we're 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 in a good place now. So you were going to uh, mention uh, something about?
0: uh, I don't know how long the episodes are going to be available for. Um, Mm. It's basically the Seventy Decibels website we'll now only have one active show which we're also uh working on moving away soon uh so it might be when that website go- when the website goes away but basically I- i'll just be paying for these hosting accounts mm-hmm. um and i'm going to you know cut them all out um some are already gone so this w- show won't live anywhere unless somebody wants to make that happen if you are that person, contact me, and you know you have my you know you my okay basically, or and, you know, and then I can tell people if they want to know. But you can my my sort of word to whomever is you can do whatever you want with these episodes. If you are somebody that wants to create an archive, feel free, whether that be personal or archive it and put it on the web, mm-hmm. and then maybe I don't know, give to Patrick. You might want to link to it or. Yeah,
1: and- Please do, I certainly will.
0: Because these are out in the world, you can um you can download them all from the website. You can download the I think the last one hundred from iTunes because you have to cut the feed off somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um and but if you want to if you basically if you are such a person who doesn't want to download all the old episodes and you want to get them all, go to the show notes for this week's episode, seventy decibels.com slash enough you will mm-hmm. find an RSS link, which is the source link, which I submit to FeedBurner. Now, this source link comes from our hosting provider, and it will give you the access to all of the episodes if you want them, if you want to download them and take them somewhere. Mm-hmm. If you just want to put that into your podcatcher so you can listen to in the future, bear in mind that when I turn off the hosting account, which could be within the next couple of weeks, couple of months, they will be gone unless you've downloaded them. So, yes
1: um and also if there are individual episodes that you want to listen to um you can also go to 70 decibels.net right now .com. and go to com. I'm mm-hmm. sorry go to any of the any of the episode titles or you know go through and download them. Yeah. Um just download the single ones. And but in again, Safari, if it like, you know, it'll usually open up that MP3 link like in a new tab in Safari or maybe right there in the same, you know, in the same tab or whatnot. What um you just do a file save as and you'll be able to save that file as an MP3 or MP4, or whatever it is, file, you know, to your downloads folder or wherever else you choose. My point being is that you can also just go and get individual downloads if you just want to say, hey, this episode I remember well and it really mattered to me or what have you, right? Like mm-hmm. I did that with episode 14. And so make sure that that's one, that's one that I, I uh, never lost because it was a highly, highly personal episode for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, And one I wanted to preserve just for myself. You know, just so that I can stick it aside for my own purposes, right? My own personal archive. And there might be that for you, so go ahead and and do that, too, if you want. Yep. Um, But, yes, as we discussed before, as we discussed last week, all things are impermanent. If you want something, you've got to take action on it. You've got to go do it now.
0: If you want to catch up with us online, there's a few ways you can do that.
1: Yeah. Go to
0: patrickroan.com. Yep,
1: yeah, yep, yeah, I'm there. I'm On the Twitter, at Patrick Roan, on the app.net at Patrick Roan, everywhere, I am Patrick Roan. You find me, you find that name, I'm likely the only person to pop up with it.
0: I have a website, it's mikehurdy.net, and uh, I also... Have a uh, Twitter account and an App. dot net account. I'm I Mike. I am I am Y K E. And uh,
1: all right. And I guess we won't chat later. We won't. <laughs> but you and I will chat later. We will. But we're not going to chat later and like record it and release it as a podcast. No, because at you, least not with this same title.
0: Well, you don't do that anymore anyway.
1: <laughs> like record things. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. No, I, I do record them <laughs> occasionally. Um, I just don't record that one that you're talking about. But um <laughs> that said, um, you know, people can certainly sign up for that too. Um, but no, I like I said, I really do you know, I would hope that you'd like to have me on something else at some other point in time. Nope, you know? this is
0: the last time we ever speak. Oh, screw you, Mike. Bye. <laughs> Toss off (laughs) Patrick Rohn (laughs) Cheers
1: Cheers my friend